The Real Estate Sessions is sponsored by AdWorks. AdWorks makes digital advertising brilliantly simple. Choose your zip code and build your brand. Enter an address and promote your listings. Or upload your list and stay top of mind with your sphere of influence. And if you go to adworks.com slash billrisser, you'll do more than just build brand awareness or nurture your network. Right now, you get to save 15% off your purchase, and I get to send 10% to the Colon Cancer Alliance, an organization that means a great deal to me. That's www.adworks.com slash billrisser. They throw a lot of numbers out there, you know, the average internet lead, uh, maybe you close one or 2%, but I think that's misleading because if you were to give somebody 100 uh, internet leads, you know, probably 50% of those people are going to buy a home in the next four or five years. The question is, are they going to buy it with you? Welcome to the Real Estate Sessions and join industry leaders as they share their stories and offer tips and advice to real estate professionals. Now your host, Bill Risser of Chicago Title, Arizona. Welcome to episode 56 as we come back to the Valley of the Sun to chat with a a true entrepreneur in the industry. I'm talking about Brian Colhane, co-founder of eXp Realty and CEO of the Colhane Group. I've known Brian for quite a few years and had the pleasure of moderating panels he's been a member of. This guy knows his stuff, and I know he'll share it with us, which is even better. Welcome to the podcast, Brian. Hey, thanks for having me, Bill. Now, I got to start here. I know you grew up in Chicago. Uh, Anyone who follows you socially can see that because you like talking about Chicago sports teams. So my first question, after over a century, is there any way the Cubbies can finally pull it off this year? (laughs) You know, Bill, I'll tell you why they're going to pull it off this year, because I probably won't get to a game for the first time in many, many years. So, of course, because they will uh, end up winning the World Series because of that. So, uh, absolutely, I think this is the year. I I always point this out as well when I talk to a Cubs fan that I, you know, I'm a big Padres fan. And 1984 was a great year for me. Do you remember 1984? Tony Gwynn. Uh, Tony Gwynn, Rick Sutcliffe getting lit up in Game 5. Do you remember that? Okay, I just want to Steve Garvey's home run in Game 4. I remember. Okay, good. I just want to point that out. I'll (laughs) let it go. And thanks for staying around. So, So, um, like I said, I've known you for a long time. And I know you played high school basketball at a a really high level. You even played at the college level. Yes, sir. And I I always find it that people that are involved in sports, um, that that teamwork that comes from being in sports and the leadership that comes, you know, from – for certain people in sports, that that translates into the business world. Did that work for you? No question. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm convinced that's why I was even hired to be the team leader for uh, the Phoenix Power Search team back by Glenn Sanford when I first got started. But uh, yeah, absolutely. He was looking for people that had sports backgrounds. And I think the key is that you can both be a, a leader and also a role player. Because uh, I think that's what sports is great about. Obviously, you got the work ethic and the dedication and the you know the blood, sweat, and tears piece. But I think it's really the knowing when to uh, lead and knowing when to follow. You got started in the industry right out of college, or was there something before that? I got into sales right out of college, okay. so I've always been selling. Um, you know, I've always uh, well, I either selling uh, you know food or being a waiter. I was a bus boy. I was a caddy. Um, I used to dig ditches. I was in construction. I worked for Metro Railroad for the brush crew. Uh, so if there was a shovel in it, I would probably have had that job. Um, and then out of college, I got my first start in the real estate world for uh, selling architectural engineering and environmental due diligence sales. So say that 10 times wow, really fast. Wow, that's awesome. Um, 
And it was exciting, but uh, it was funny. It was a 20-person office, or 20-office uh, uh, outfit. They were the pioneers of uh, uh, property condition reports and phase one and phase two environmentals. This is back in Illinois, right? This is back in Illinois. Yeah. It was Eklund Consultants. And they were uh, the, they were the biggest operation in, 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 at the time, 20 offices around the country. And um, I didn't even know what that meant. So they literally put me in the office next to the CEO, um, and they said, uh, start selling. And I said, now what are we selling? <laughs> so I had to get online and look it up and figure out what due diligence even meant. Um, and then uh, that kind of got my uh, got me into the real estate world. So did you start in real estate back in Illinois or was it after you came out to the desert? And what kind of got you out this way to Phoenix? Great question. So absolutely. So after the due diligence piece, I ended up going and working for commercial uh, real estate trade magazines. Um, Chicago Forum actually was the name of it. And uh, they also have now Globe Street was another, they do an online piece. Mm -hmm. So I was selling ads um, for commercial real estate. And I remember I used to take out people who were doing, you know, building $50 million skyscrapers. Um, I would take them out to lunch. I would spend my last $50 uh, so that I could make a $60 ad commission. And I realized pretty quickly that I wanted to be on the other side of the table. So um, it's funny. I was, uh, after that, I got a job doing um, hospitality and VIP uh, uh, corporate sales. And that lasted about a month. And I think I hadn't seen the sun for maybe six months. I was working in the shadow of the Sears Tower, uh, taking the train up before the sun came, taking the train home after the sun was down. And I just got really tired of it. I always kind of wanted to move out west. I, I looked to go to college out here. I just, it didn't work out. But um, I always knew I wanted to be out somewhere sunny. So uh, after 29 winters, uh, I threw all my clothes in a garbage bag and hitched a ride with a buddy and came out to Arizona. So you weren't coming out here to a gig. You you came out here going, I'm starting a new life, and I'm going to figure out what to do. Pretty much. Here. I mean, wow. he did say there was a job interview. Now, he ended up taking the job himself, but um, I quickly got into uh, went into real estate school. Okay. So I got my license, um, you know, felt better, got to swim, you know, the whole thing, got into the Arizona lifestyle, and then I ended up meeting my future wife. Okay. So after about two months of being in Arizona, I met Christy, and uh, the rest is, uh, well, not history, but... Uh, on its way. <laughs> yeah, That's right, great. Right, right, right. So did you start, I, looking back in your, your history, did you start with Keller Williams? Is that the first place you... I did. Okay, yeah. So I'd, I'd interviewed with a couple commercial real estate outfits. I had a nice size database. You know, I had been calling a bunch of uh, principals and, and people in the in the commercial space. And I ended up interviewing with C.B. Richard Ellis, um, uh, uh, you know, a Grubb and Ellis, mm-hmm. a bunch of the, all the Ellis's. Mm-hmm. And then I, <laughs> uh, I even uh, interviewed with uh, a few other local uh, builders and th- thought I was going to go into commercial. And I think I responded to one Craigslist ad that was residential real estate. And I ended up meeting Glenn Sanford. And Glenn was a team leader already at, uh, was he already doing that at KW? Glenn, yeah. So Glenn's kind of an interesting story, but he ultimately was a top uh, realtor at Prudential for a number of years. And he left Prudential to go to Keller because it had a bit of a passive income piece. And Mm -hmm. he was always a business person, happened to be doing real estate. So he, you know, liked the whole multiple uh, uh, income stream piece. And he was looking for a team leader. But Glenn was out of Bellingham, Washington. So he had built a top-ranked website for another agent here in the Valley, and that agent was kind of a little more traditional and didn't really understand how to convert Internet leads. Mm -hmm. And as Glenn said it, you know, he liked me because I didn't have any bad habits. So he brought me in to be the team leader. So I literally was uh, went from not being an agent to being a team leader and and got into it right away. So Glenn was your 
your mentor and your coach to get you started in the business. You weren't really going through the traditional KW kind of machine. Correct. You you had Glenn kind of taking care of it. Yeah, we were definitely kind of embedded. Now, you know, he had some relationships down here and really, you know, definitely now Glenn went from zero teams to six teams overnight. So he really was trying to run the millionaire real estate agent playbook. Yeah. Let's let's talk about that whole the Phoenix Power Search mm-hmm. uh, and that the the whole domain game. What year is this that we're talking about? This is like 2005. Wow, so yeah. really early in that game, right? People are maybe just starting to figure it out. But talk about the success that came from that, from the ability because this is all organic. I don't think you were paying for anything. Correct. No pay per click. You were building sites that were getting traffic organically. Talk That's about right. that. Yeah, you know, Glenn had built I think six or seven websites in six or seven cities around the country. He was actually a coder and a programmer and had a lot of background. And he also had a, a couple different interesting backgrounds. He was uh, the AOL America Online Financial Chatroom Advisor. He so he understood the internet. Yeah. He understood the how to build a following, mm-hmm. and he really saw how the the new consumer was emerging through the internet right was there a lot of i, I want to say whether was there competition for you back in 2005 not much um yeah. we were the number one ranked website or top two for almost every major search term in the valley so in the first three or four years of my career we generated over a billion dollars worth of leads now wow. we didn't close a billion but right. we generated <laughs> no no i get it that's good you got really good at getting leads to come and register on your website right but we all know that's not the hardest part right? Well, as, with leads. As, as Glenn <laughs> said, it, generating leads is the easy part. Okay, so yeah. Yeah. let's talk about lead conversion. I mean, can you give our listeners you know, some key ideas and things that are just mandatory? Because converting leads is the thing that everybody struggles with. Sure. Well, and I think it's it's kind of an interesting deal. You know, they talk they throw a lot of numbers out there, you know, the average internet lead uh, maybe you close 1 or 2%, but I think that's misleading because if you were to give somebody 100 uh, internet leads, you know, probably 50% of those people are going to buy a home in the next 4 or 5 years. The question is are they going to buy it with you? So it's how do you ride with, how do you create systems that can ultimately make, keep all of that business in your sphere? Um, so it's, you know, using drip systems, using databases, CRM, um, you know, coming up with relocation packages, which, you know, I know you guys are, are great at providing, um, you know, buyer guides and valley guides. One another little trick that we did, which I think really was a, a, a bit of our secret sauce, was we would actually go out and preview homes for buyers before we even talk to them. So if you remember back in the early 2000s, you know, on MLS, you would get six photos max, the right. most photos you could, could put have. in. Yeah. So there was an angle there that we would go. Now I would take my digital camera, I'd go out and I'd preview a home and I'd probably pick three or four. So let's say you sign up on my website and you said, I'm looking for $400,000 golf condos. I would go pick four or five, $400,000, $500,000 golf condos. I'd literally go out, preview each one of them, and I'd take 50, 60, 100 photos of every property. And I'm taking photos of, you know, up and down the street of the dirty kitchen. I'm taking photos over the neighbor's backyard of the barking dog and the power lines and the, and the cracked tiles. And so now the client is actually seeing the real raw photos. Because if you think about it, you're going to put your best. as If you think about every photo that's online, and even today, um, every photo that's online is from whose perspective? 
it's from the seller's perspective, right? right? So it's going to yep. be the most perfect picture. It's not what's in the picture. It's what's just out of the frame that matters, right? Right. So we would go take these really um, you know, comprehensive photo tours, and now um, it really won over the client because it did a lot of things. Number one, it let the client know that I'm on their side. I'm not just trying to push my property on you, and I'm not tricking you. And, and so that was a big piece. Um, it gave them something tangible. It let them know that I got up off my couch and went to work for them. So I'm hustling. I'm getting up. I'm going to work. Um, and, you know, there's just a lot of little peripheral persuasive things that that little buyer tour piece did for us. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, eXp Realty. I sure. know that's near and dear to your heart. Sure. So you mentioned earlier Glenn um, discovered with Keller Williams that there was this multiple income streams, right? Correct. The ability to build a team and, sh- and revenue share kind of is the way Keller Williams does it. Yes, sir. Um, so I'm guessing that it was always part of Glenn somewhere down the road that he was going to try and kind of do something a little bit different and build a different model. And so you're the co-founder with Glenn of eXp Realty. Let's talk about um, how that came about. I'm sure that you've told the story a few times, but sure. You know, we, so we had basically stepped away from Keller in 2000 and maybe seven or eight, um, maybe late 2007 to launch buyer tours realty. Um, buyer tours again was a play on the fact that we were going out and previewing homes and creating these buyer tours. Um, and this was before virtual tours, you know, which is now everybody does that. So, so we kind of built a, a traditional brokerage around that concept and we did the whole thing. We got the office, we got the brokers, the salaries, the admin, the staff, the equipment, all that stuff. Well, um, a few months later, uh, the market crashed. And so here we were now, Mark uh, Glenn had had now um, a markets or six, uh, teams in six cities. Um, we were probably generating somewhere around the neighborhood of uh, $60,000, $70,000 a month in overhead. And I think when the market crashed, we went three or four months without a single transaction in all six markets. Mm. So now here we were, you know, quarter of a million dollars in the hole, no income. And so we had to look really hard at what the business model was doing for us. You know, what was making us money and what wasn't. Um, the websites were making us money. The broker salary and the office space and, the you know, the admin wasn't. Right. So we looked at that. Um, it also was a bit of a perfect storm because we had technology reaching a point where there were some new things emerging. Um, actual cloud officing. Um, was a big piece, like literally 3D immersive um, environments that you could step into. You had an avatar. You could interact with other people around the country and internationally. And so we would literally have daily meetings with people in six, seven, eight states, two countries, three countries, Canada. And uh, and we basically would meet every day and work on the business model. And we tried to be- effectively come up with an economy-proof real estate brokerage model. Wow. Talk about the model that EXP has developed over the... And so, you know, that was, uh, again, in 2009. So in October of 2009, we launched in Washington State. We launched with about 20 agents. And then in November of 2009, we launched Arizona. Um, we, uh, but just prior to that, um, one other piece of the puzzle that came into play, you'd mentioned earlier, you know, I mean, having passive income was important to us. Um, there was an, a company, uh, who will remain nameless that was doing a similar um, thing to Keller, but they were paying off of gross commission. Um, and they were doing a three tiered gross commission residual income. Now Keller, great 
it's my second favorite brokerage. We love Keller. We we got a lot of culture and and a lot of training, and we love a lot of people there. And it's it's still near and dear to my heart. Um, but uh, but one thing they were doing was a profit share. So just if you're talking about residual income, you know, there's a lot of things that you can be getting paid from. Uh, profit is one. Gross commission is another. Um, one is smaller than the other. And so we looked at the gross commission uh, residual income platform was something that we thought would be a more powerful piece. Um, this company that we were engaged with wanted to effectively buy Glenn. They were claiming to be a high-tech, um, very high return on your investment uh, brokerage, but they didn't deliver on the technology piece. Okay. So they wanted to acquire Glenn and bring him in and uh, and he was thinking about it, and we were talking about it, and and I kind of remember thinking, well, what's going to happen to me, <laughs> you know? Uh, but at the same time, um, we looked at the model, and I said, well, why don't we, you know, look at their model and keep our technology? And uh, you know, if you know Glenn or if you've ever met him, um, you know, he's always tinkering, always trying to improve and be better. And one of his you know famous lines is, "If it isn't broke, break it." So he looked at their model and said, "I think I can come up with a better model." So we ended up putting in a seven-tiered gross commission residual income platform, and that was really the beginning of uh, of of really the, the the big tsunami in our in our business. How many uh, states is EXP Realty in now? So we're now in in less than se- in less than eight years. We're in forty-five states and in two Canadian provinces. Wow! So growing and Expon- things are happening. I think we're the now. exponentially fastest growing brokerage in the country. Wow! Yeah. So that's very exciting to watch, and it's you know a lot of it started right here. Right? That's right. So that was very absolutely it's always been a fun fun part to to pay attention to that. Let's let's talk about um, today versus two thousand nine when EXP opened. Yes, digital marketing has evolved quite a bit in the industry in that time frame. Um, so you know what are where are you focusing your efforts on now? What's kind of what are you looking? Well, at? and that's such a great question. You know, a lot of people will ask me like, "What's the differentiator for EXP? What makes you guys? What piece of technology? What thing do you guys use that nobody else uses?" And sure, we use a cloud office, and sure, we use conversion websites and Breakthrough Broker and all these other great pieces of tools and technology. But it's not any one piece of technology. If anything, it's the mindset. You know, EXP is a mindset. It's it's that's the, it's a mental technology. That's what separates us. It's it's looking for the better tool, looking for the working smarter, not harder um, uh, advantage that we're going to find. And it's also the collaborative environment. I mean, that collaborative environment, that three D office that we would be into daily, a lot. It was almost like a business wormhole. You know, we were stepping into a, a hollow deck of business where I could now engage with professionals around the country, staff, um, you know, trainers, motivational people, technology people. I didn't have to put gas in my car. I didn't have to get ready for work. I didn't have to sit in traffic. I could pop in, put a headset on, click a link. And now here I am working with professionals from around the country and internationally. And as soon as I'm done working with them, take my headset off and I'm back to where I was. I think I saw something socially, maybe 180 people in a uh, workshop or something uh, yeah, virtually. You, well, a the timing while ago. is great. This morning we had our first uh, leadership meeting in our new platform. So we're already in our third 
version of our 3D office. Um, so we started with one platform for a few years. We just recently moved to another one, which is kind of interesting because these 3D off the immersive offices, they don't even know their own capabilities. At some level, EXP has been pushing the boundaries better than anybody else in any other industry. You know, they started some of this stuff for um, doctor training and medical schools and some of the stuff. But I could see this platform being applied to government. I could see it being applied to, I mean, basically any business that's work that has multiple areas that they're working from. This is a great platform for them. How about how about uh, from my my branch office? I could do a signing with a client while they're in Chicago, sitting there and you know, we're going over the entire yeah, package. You can share yeah, it's kind your of screen. I yeah. mean, another another yeah. cool piece is um, you know this idea of doing continuing education through it. Right. So it's a great education platform. That's cool. Let's let me switch gears a little bit yes. on you. I want to know. Um, I like asking this question, especially from smart people. So I want to know what what's the biggest mistake you see agents making today. Well, I think it's going, it's, you know, it's here it is. It's coming at it from a uh, deal hunting mode. Okay. So it's, you know, there's two types of real estate professionals. There's business people that happen to be doing real estate, and then there's realtors looking for business. And I think the fundamental difference is you are an independent contractor. Your business is your business. You know, Bill, if you're a realtor, you're going to do real estate differently than I'm going to do it, than Patty's going to do it, than, you know, agent ABC is going to do it. Um, we all are going to do it a little differently, but it's your business. And, and my business is my business. But, but one thing that a lot of realtors don't do is they don't even write business plans. Um, you know, if you're, if you're going to come at real estate and start a career in real estate, you better have a plan. Because, by the way, that you're not going to get a deal in your first week. You know, you're probably not going to get paid for a while. Um, but if you don't have a plan, you're destined to be a part of somebody else's. I, I want to ask you, you have, I've heard it a couple of times at presentations you've done. You have a very unique, we'll call it the four S's right. of the business. Do you mind sharing that with the audience and talk about that a little sure. bit? Sure. You know, again, being a buyer-centric model early on, we developed a lot of theories. I like to think of myself at some level as kind of like an internet lead scientist. So I was always trying to, but one of the things I was really good at was trying to boil things down to its core component. You know, as a team leader and a trainer, I always was trying to simplify things. You know, I'm a fast learner, but I'm an even a better translator. So I would look at things and try and say, okay, how can I give somebody the cliff notes? How can I get somebody to where I'm at without having to go through the 10 years of trial and error? Um, one of them was working with buyers. I broke it down into basically I called it the four S's or the four phases of the buyer cycle. So the first phase would be the shopping phase. So the first S was shopping. Second phase was the showing phase. Third phase was the signing phase. And the fourth phase is the sale phase. So at each phase, there's a different set of challenges and problems and things that you can do to overcome it. But it was basically, where do you, how do you identify where the lead came in? Because some leads would sign up and say, I want to look at a home. They'd actually have the actual home. So that right. would already be phase two. Right. Um, some people would just say, I'm in coming to town. I want to look at these many homes. And some people would say, hey, you know, we're not going to come out for a couple of years. I want to start looking at listings. And I'd say 80, 85% of the leads are going to come in in phase one. Mm-hmm. But then it's how do you move them through the pegboard, right? If you get somebody in phase one, I'm going to get you to phase two. I'm going to get you to phase three. And then finally, I'm going to get you into a contract, and I'm going to walk it through to close. And there's really a fifth S, but it's the dollar sign when you get paid. <laughs> okay. When you get to come into <laughs> Chicago title and get your check. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> we love giving those checks out, by right, the way. Right. Yeah, so I should good. call it the five phases. <laughs> Perfect. That's great. I, I've had you here for the half hour. That's kind of what I asked you for. So, yes, But I, everyone gets the same last question. And you might have addressed a little bit earlier, but... 
What is one piece of advice you would give to a brand new agent just starting out today? Come at it like a business. Think of yourself as a business. You know, Glenn told me this early on in my career, and he said, Brian, you are the CEO of your business. Call yourself the CEO of your business. Come up with a brand, and literally your vibration levels will change. You will actually elevate at a higher level. And and that actually happens for you because you start thinking like a CEO. You start dressing like a CEO. You start doing things and going places and interacting with people like you are a CEO. Because even if you think about EXP, you know, another piece that we didn't talk about today, but was uh, we, we went public in 2013 and we offer equity ownership. Um, so agent-owned brokerage, right? Well, think about just that from a, even a, a mindset standpoint. Um, instead of go to work for a brokerage, you partner with a brokerage. Instead of um, hanging your license with, you are a shareholder of. So even the, the, the terminology is different. Everything about it is different. So I am in business with my brokerage. I don't work for my brokerage. So it, it's, it's mindset. It really it's mindset. is. Yeah. And in sales, that's everything. Everything. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, Brian, if somebody wants to reach out and ask you more questions, what's the best way that they get in touch with you? Uh, Brian at exprealty.com, B-R-I-A-N at exprealty.com, or the com, the C-U-L-H-A-N-E uh, group.com, or Scottsdale Golf Homes for you. <laughs> Excellent. I'll, I'll put all that in the show notes so people can see that at the website. Thank you so much for taking some time. And in all honesty, I am pulling for the Cubs this year. Yeah. Right? Well, so. hey, me too. And, Bill, it's always a pleasure. I mean, you are a uh, stalwart in the industry, and I know your group and Patty and everybody that you work with. As You know, I've loved Chicago title, obviously, you know, a little bit because you have Chicago in the name. Uh, but uh, I'm a big fan, and uh, you guys have been great and, and really raising the bar, uh, not just in Arizona but industry-wide. Well, thanks a lot. We will, uh, we'll talk to you soon get you back on here. Thank you. Appreciate it. Look forward to it. You've been listening to The Real Estate Sessions with Bill Rissa of Chicago Title, Arizona. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and tell your friends about The Real Estate Sessions as new episodes are published weekly.